The Beacon, celebrating when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Well, good morning. My name is Jeff Blake. I am honored to serve this morning as your host. Honestly, uh, we miss Steve Woods, our, our host who's here almost every morning, but Steve's deserving some much-deserved time off. And we hope this morning that our voices sound a little clearer. This morning marks our triumphant return back to the studios here at Salem Media. We're honored to be with you. We've been honored to, to be recording on Zoom and other forms of media, but there's something special about being back at this desk, being back in the studio, and being able to look our guests straight, straight in the eye and enjoy just a conversation. So this morning... We want to turn our hearts and our minds back toward uh, education. Again, we've been focusing on that for the last few weeks and, and intentionally focusing on educational freedom. And you know that, that The Beacon is a show where we celebrate when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. And this morning, we want to turn our hearts and minds again, as I've mentioned, back toward education and introduce uh, really this morning at the table, really this is a really special moment for us to gather as friends and colleagues and leaders. And you may know that I'm honored to serve as the superintendent of Phoenix Christian. And this morning, I am blessed and honored. This is a show I've been waiting for for a long time. But I'm gathered here at the table with two friends and leaders of our school, two principals. And so this morning, I'd like to welcome uh, Janine Graydon, who serves as our middle school and high school principal. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited that you're here, and I'd also like to introduce Ruth Zapp, who serves as our elementary principal. Thank you, Jeff. Blessed to be here. You bet. So this morning, what we want to do, it's uh, we want to turn toward our hearts toward the amazing work that God is doing in and around and through education, and we want to invite the leader into a really specific look at Phoenix Christian, how we've navigated uh, the COVID. We want to celebrate when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable, COVID uh, came rolling into town for us. We, we saw it coming in February. We didn't anticipate fully what was going to happen. But as we um, took a step towards spring break uh, in March, we realized that our world was going to get turned upside down. And there was no playbook for what we were about to enter. None of us anticipated the length, duration, and impact that COVID-19 was going to have upon Phoenix Christian, upon the educational community, but today, we want to turn a spotlight and examine how God used COVID-19 to improve and enhance who Phoenix Christian is and what we're doing as yet one illustration of education in and through our community. And in particular, um, I want to invite the listeners into this internal conversation between um, the three of us as we navigated COVID-19 and how it impacted our school. So. Before we jump in there, I wanted the listener to get to know our guests, and so I'm going to begin. I'm going to begin with Ruth, and Ruth. Um, again, I'm honored that you serve as our elementary principal, and we're we're blessed that you're part of our team. I wonder if you could help the listener get to know you for a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your family, your background, and we'll kind of take it from there. Thank you, Jeff. I was blessed to be born in a. Christian home. Um, my dad actually served in full-time Christian service his entire life. Um, I had the privilege of him leading me to the Lord Jesus Christ and baptizing me and ultimately marrying my husband and I. We have one daughter, Megan, um, and she uh, went all the way through Christian education, preschool through 12th grade, and then uh, headed on to college and got her teaching degree. Um, she always said she wouldn't be a teacher because her mom and dad were, but the Lord called her into that profession and we're very proud of her. I 
always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And uh, it was a delight uh, to actually start teaching in the classroom. And then I had someone speak into my life and say, I see some qualities in you that I really believe could be used in an administrative level. So um, thank you, um, Pastor James Andrews, for that nudge. Uh, the Holy Spirit worked through you, and I stepped into that role. And I've served for multiple decades. And I have to tell you, though, um, there's things that happen in our lives that we don't uh, see coming, but nothing is a surprise to God. And God definitely navigated my path to Phoenix Christian. Uh, I'll never forget driving on the campus after Jeff had called me where there was a need for an elementary principal. Um, and I drove on the campus and there was a huge rainbow uh, resting um, on the buildings, it seemed. And uh, it was like God just said, this is home. And uh, from the moment I met uh, Jeff and Janine, I knew that this was where God would have me be for this season. And I've been richly blessed and felt embraced from the onset. So love what I do, love the people I serve with, and I just thank God. Well, Ruth, I can reflect back. I think it was in the midsummer where our previous elementary principal came and looked, walked into my office and immediately tears began to well up in her eyes. And she mm -hmm. looked at me and she said, I'm pregnant. And life was changing. And here's a, an amazing um, principal. She's a foster mom. Her family was growing and she knew um, juggling both just wouldn't be an option for her. We posted it, um, put out a search. Um, none of those really bared any fruit, but it was a connection through a connection. And again, here on the show, we celebrate when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. And um, a friend of the school said, there's someone you got to meet named Ruth. And the conversation, I remember standing in my front yard talking to you on the phone, and I, I, I knew that God had a plan in motion for us. Ruth, part of your journey, too, is that you were serving, um, you had served for a long time in Christian education, and then that school, une unexpectedly, plans began to change for you. Right. The school, uh, unfortunately, it was a growing, thriving school, but because of where we were located, there were some changes, and we could no longer be on the property we resided on. And it was devastating. Um, but again, as has been mentioned, um, God uses those moments to just redirect our steps to where he wants us. And so I was able to help all of my staff and families find other schools, Christian schools, as well as um, teachers finding jobs. And then I wasn't sure what God had for me. Um, and I just prayed. I said, God, I'm not ready to be done. Um, I believe you still have purpose in me serving in the capacity I've known. And so I was approached by actually a charter school, which was totally contrary to anything I had really ever done. And I said, yes, I'll teach there. And so I was teaching second grade. I uh, went back to my roots after 33 years in administration. Um, and yet my heart was still in Christian education. I couldn't lead the way I had been acquainted at leading. Um, I couldn't pray with my kids, at least audibly. I prayed over them before they arrived in the classroom, but it was different. And it was like God was saying, um, Ruth, I know where you need to be, but trust me. And so I'll never forget in October when Jeff called me. And um, it was totally a God thing, totally. And so then you, you hold that against the backdrop of Phoenix Christian, who 10, 15 years earlier had determined to make a, a directional 
choice and make a decision that we're going to become a missional school, mm-hmm. here you are in a public environment, in the charter environment, as a Christian, in a, uh, missionally, mm-hmm. praying over your kid. They maybe didn't even know it. And God marries these two worlds together and maybe use that season to prepare you for this this next chapter of your life in leadership at a, at a missional Christian school, which is sort of a unique school in the Christian school community. It is. And I have to tell you, uh, it gave me an excitement, uh, revitalized my passion uh, for not only the academic piece of it, which is huge, but to really be able to see children's eyes being opened to a God that loves them, that made them, and has a plan for their life. Um, And it's been exciting to see that where I remember just briefly a fourth grader raising his hand in Bible class who just spoke up and said, how do you accept Jesus Christ? And that teacher was able to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ right there in front of the entire class walking through the Romans road. And I thought, God, you are awesome. And so every day, I I know he's at work, and he's using each of our staff, myself included, as we just trust God to really, um, some children that know nothing, even though they're in the United States of America, have not heard about Jesus Christ and what he has done for them. So I praise the Lord for that privilege. That's beautiful, and that's encouraging. Janine, how does a how does a, a, a girl from Southern Illinois end up in Phoenix, Arizona? Um, it was a little bit of a route actually through Mexico, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, so I did grow up in Illinois, um, grew up in a small town, cornfields all around, a uh, town of 2,700 people. Uh, so, but went to school in Missouri, uh, had an opportunity to um, go to a school and play softball down there and stayed in that area. And I actually thought that's where I'd be for the rest of my life. Um, I imagine myself retiring from the same school I started with. I loved the school I was at. Um, it was a really small school, graduating classes of, I don't know, 15 to 30 at the most. Uh, but it was a public school, uh, free and reduced lunch, really high rate there. Um, but the Lord kind of kept me in that spot for a little while. And then I had an opportunity to travel with my church to Mexico um, on a missions trip and just did not let me go. Um, and so... Uh, it was about a nine-month journey, and I ended up in Mexico for a year, um, which was a connection, actually, with another Christian school um, here in the valley. And um, then that actually transitioned to me transitioned me to the valley about 14 years ago, uh, where I served um, at that Christian school um, for 11 years, 12 years, and then um, got a text one day that said hey, have you ever been interested in administration after serving in counseling? Uh, really for most of my career um, in education. And a couple conversations later, I find myself at Phoenix Christian um, serving. So, Well, let's go ahead. We got, we got to give a shout out to Scottsdale Christian here. Okay. I wasn't going to name it. That's on you. <laughs> That's a pretty amazing school, and we're grateful for it. So here you are serving... You were in Mexico, and remind me, your, your role in Mexico, you're working I in... I worked and lived at an orphanage, um, about 50 kids, anywhere from the age of about 2 up to 18. No kidding. Yeah. And so you're living with them, you're doing life with them. I lived, yeah, there was a big dormitory at the t- at the second floor, and that was where all the girls and the little kids lived um, and slept, and we did, did life with them, um, took them to school, tutored them. Um, I taught computers, English, music... Um, but also did a lot of cleaning, a lot of cooking, uh, just was a mom for a year 
for 50 kids. That's that's amazing. So here you are working in a school in, in Missouri, Yep. Um, then brought to the mission fields in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then working as a counselor here at Scottsdale Christian, yep. and God marries all these worlds together. To the listener, I want you to know that we, we live into the truth every day at Phoenix Christian that by ourselves, um, we're just not as strong. But when we're brought in together into community, God does some pretty amazing things. And so as we begin to anticipate and walk into this next segment of the show, we want to draw the listener into the, to the, living, the living curriculum, the narrative of God using the three of us uh, to guide Phoenix Christian into the unknown territory of COVID-19. Lives are still being changed. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to have students calling in to share their testimonies. Thanks for listening to The Beacon. The Beacon is presented by Phoenix Christian, a school celebrating excellence in education since 1949. Learn more at phoenixchristian.org. Welcome back. You've chosen to to listen to a really incredible episode of The Beacon. Our intent this morning is to draw you in and give you just a real clear perspective as we've navigated as a school as a school who serves infant through 12th grade students, as we've navigated COVID-19, there is no playbook. And so what I want to draw the listener in is I want to draw you back in time. We began to know that something was on the horizon really as, really at the end of January. We started sending some information out to our parents that we knew that there was a, some kind of a sickness in our land. At the time, we were calling it the coronavirus. Um, began to let parents know if, they, if the student was sick, uh, here's the protocol, here's what we'd like you to do. In February, we began to increase communication a little bit, but I don't think any of us really knew quite what was on the horizon and that our world was about to be flipped upside down. So what I want to do, I've got, I've got the principals of Phoenix Christian Preparatory School here with me this morning. Team, I'd like to draw the listener into that journey from March to May. I'll, maybe I'll start with Janine here. Janine, when did... When did it become clear to you, if you could even remember that moment? <laughs> Gosh, and that's the thing. It's like there's been so much that's happened since then to really narrow down and go, what were we thinking in March? Because there's <laughs> been so much that's happened since. Um, gosh, I know that, well, we end up coming in, I think, over spring break because yeah. we were trying to decide, are we coming back? Are we not? Um, and that was when we really started intensifying the conversation of, what does this look like if we need to shut down? And looking at what were the governor, what was the governor saying? What were what was CDC saying? All of those kind of pieces, and just trying to navigate and you know using each each other um, and the strengths of each other to really decide what do we need to do for the best of our our kids and our families. Yeah, it was it was. I remember sitting. I was in my wife and I and family. We'd rented a cabin up in the White Mountains, and I was talking with the two of you in a Zoom call or a conference call, and we knew there was no playbook. And I think we made the decision on that Thursday of that week mm-hmm. that there was not going to be school on Monday. And I don't remember ever making quite a decision like that. It was totally sort of an out-of-body experience, <laughs> I have to tell you. I thought after all the years in education, what I've ever dreamt. But I have to tell you, once that decision was made by Jeff and the leadership of our school, our staff kicked into gear like yeah. nobody else. I was so proud of them and 
we got those learning packets ready and we got communication out to our families and we had drive-by pickups and it just all fell into place. And I have to give just credit to the Lord for just navigating our steps. It was an incredible moment. I th- so here we are, re- just back from spring break. We've got this incredible assembly line in in the parking lot of our school. On the elementary side, you guys had determined to hand out work packets for two weeks mm-hmm. that the students would then take home and then they'd have drop and drop it back by the teachers. Let's just pause for a moment and talk about technology, because clearly a talking point throughout our entire country is that there's a lot of our families, even in today's day and age, that don't have that do not have internet access, that don't have technology. Let's just talk a little bit about what happened in January. So we were operating under Windows 7. So for any of you listeners that understand that like Windows 7 is like null and void. Okay, we're getting um, real here. Yeah. And so we needed new technology. We knew we needed that. And um, really through the Lord's provision provided um, a chunk of money that we were able to purchase new laptops or re- refurbished laptops for our teachers, um, which was like a major upgrade uh, for us. And really, it was the Lord providing for something we didn't even know we needed come March, um, because had we not had those uh, at the middle school, high school side, we really operated everything on a live Zoom um, and kept a normal schedule once we went to the shutdown. And without those laptops, that would not have happened at all. It's pretty crazy. And then we knew that there was about 100 plus of our families that didn't have technology devices in their home. So let's just talk about that miracle for a minute. Um, We had someone step up and say, we're going to go ahead and lend you maybe about 80 to 90 uh, Microsoft. What do you call that? Surface Surface Pros. Uh, Microsoft Surface Pros. And then the year prior, we had acquired Chromebooks. And so here are the families going through the line, picking up technology, we're all wondering, are we going to have enough? Um, let's just talk about loaves and fishes for a minute. It was amazing. Um, I believe not one family that needed some sort of device to make this work went without one. And uh, it was totally, again, God preparing us before we even knew what we were going to need to be prepared for. <laughs> so we're, these families are driving through. I'm watching the piles of technology go, it's a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit less. By the time all those families were setting down, I think, did we spread it out over a couple of days or was it? Yeah, it was two different days, I believe. Two different days. So we had all kind of set up in the gym lobby. By the time all the families had really come and gone, I'm here to tell you we had some technology devices left over. Yes. It really was a modern day illustration for those of you that aren't familiar with it, that we, we, we credit Jesus with the miracle of feeding thousands uh, with just a handful of loaves and fishes. And when that o- was over, we're told <laughs> through the scriptures that there was some loaves and fishes left over. And we're here to tell you he does that in Surface Pros and Google Chromebooks. <laughs> and it was a pretty incredible miracle. <clears throat> Let's talk for a minute um, just a little bit about uh, what in the world do you do with kindergarten graduation and middle school, high school graduation? What is that? How do you even do that in a COVID world? Let's maybe start with kinder. Yes, and you know, those are big, big dates um, on everyone's uh, calendar when you have a kindergartner. That kindergarten graduation is so special. So we immediately started getting very creative, and um, I was delighted that we were able to have graduation. Our, our students were in their gowns. Um, they all had a part in the program, and we did our graduation, kindergarten graduation via Zoom. 
and it was a very special, <laughs> special time. I remember doing that with you and looking out and you could see on the Zoom screen all these families. Um, and I just remember standing there with tears in my eyes as, as we were celebrating um, these little ones and the joy on their faces in this Zoom call. It was, it was a pretty amazing moment. Janine, um, high school graduation, thousands show up. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. So we were able to do it as a as a drive in, not a drive through, which a lot of schools, that's what they did. But uh, we actually got two really large screens. Um, we partner with several of our, the churches close by that that we love that partnership with them and got to use a parking lot. Another provided FM transmitter for us to <laughs> have our parents out in their cars. And we got to have live graduation, social distancing. And we did back to back for both our middle school and high school. And it was hot to start with, but the Lord also was gracious in the evening and at least provided a little bit of relief. And um, for a May evening, it was a beautiful evening of celebration of our kids. I have never seen anything like it. We were told by some of the families that were watching in the audience at a certain part of the ceremony when we were celebrating one of our teachers who passed away, there was a shooting star in the sky. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible night. A big shout out to Bethany Bible Church and North Phoenix Baptist Church, incredible supporters and fans of our school. We're indebted to their gratitude and so grateful for it. As we begin to wrap up here, I want to uh, just invite the listener. You want to hang on and listen into this next section. We have a very special guest coming into the program. His name is Daniel, and Daniel's going to have the opportunity to share a little bit. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it, and we, we, we thank you for listening. We thank you for listening to The Beacon. Um, Janine, let's just talk a little bit more about the graduation ceremony, a moment that stood out to you. I think just seeing the kids, being able to see one another after not seeing each other for three months, it was just a great community and just the love that they had for each other. Amen. That's what we're about. Thanks for listening to The Beacon. The Beacon is made possible by Phoenix Christian and listeners like you. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for listening to The Beacon. If you just left us, we were, we were celebrating the amazing moment in the parking lot of North Phoenix Baptist Church where we held back-to-back middle school promotion ceremony and a high school graduation ceremony, and Janine was, was affirming um, the beauty in that moment when kids had not seen each other for months. And then they gathered there in that parking lot. And I think probably this is a good place to express our apologies to the surrounding neighborhood of Central and Bethany for the, for the honking of horns that went on for about three hours, I think. Um, that ceremony went a little long, uh, longer than we had planned, but it was a God-breathed moment of celebrating um, <clears throat> community, uh, celebrating a school where we set Jesus loose in an educational environment, <clears throat> celebrating students. Well over half of them uh, were first-generation college attenders. Um, this graduating class that we celebrated that night, Janine, they broke some records with, with scholarship for college. Yeah, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head, um, but it was pretty phenomenal amount uh, for 50 graduates for the millions of dollars that they got in scholarships. Yeah, I think at last count it was somewhere like 3.3 or 3.4 million, yeah. um, and that, that just broke a school record. And again, it was a smaller group of kids, too. Um, but again, that was a, that was a God breathed night and, and one that I'll treasure, I know for the rest of my career. So again, I think if you've heard Ruth say it and you've heard Janine say it, one of the things that we really want to celebrate is sure. It's easy for us as, as school leadership to sit around a table and make decisions and plans, but 
the miracle of it, which we celebrate here on the Beacon, is the, the staff, mm-hmm. the faculty, the staff that gathered, gathered together and make it happen, whether it be packets, distributing technology, making Zoom work, and a lot of our teachers are veteran teachers that are not as familiar as, as younger generations with technology, but they had a can-do spirit, and there's a grit to the team there at Phoenix Christian that just makes it happen. And so um, even though this has been challenging, they make our life easy because they pick up the ball and they run with it. I would, I totally agree. I A huge shout-out to our team, staff, teachers, um, even just down to making personal phone calls in the evening to say, hey, how can I help you? Yeah, and, and again, I think one of the things we've celebrated here, too, is, is the way, again, it's the, it, what God used COVID to reveal the connections in, of community that I think maybe were, were somewhat hidden. I mean, we've celebrated churches. Another church that deserves a, a shout-out is uh, Phoenix Bible Church, uh, who, who meets uh, at 18th Avenue in, in Fairmont, 18th Avenue in Indian School. One of the miracles that happened there, too, throughout the, the COVID shutdown for us is they're out there on Saturdays handing out food boxes. Um, and that's just a shout out to them and, and for their for their generosity to our school. All right, as promised, we have a special guest, and um, I'm going to invite Daniel into the conversation. Daniel, you out there? Yes. Okay, Daniel, it's good to hear your voice. You've got a radio voice. Daniel, would you share with the listener um, what grade you are in? I am in fifth grade. Fifth grade, and who is your teacher, Daniel? Miss Savener. And she she's an amazing blessing to our school. She's brand new this year, and and how's class going? Super good. Super. Good. <laughs> That's really encouraging to hear, Daniel. What's one of your favorite things about about class about being a fifth grader? Um, one of my favorite things is doing math. You're kidding me. You like math? Yeah. Yeah. What are you studying right now in math? Um. Um. The, the multiplication and divided by. There you go. That's 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 pretty amazing. Now, no pressure, but your principal's here listening. We got a little nervous there for a second, but you came through. <laughs> um, Daniel, talk to us for a little. Last Thursday was a pretty special day as we all got to come back to school. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Yeah. What was it like seeing your friends you hadn't seen for a long time? I was super excited, and I was. You guys, I would love to see them again. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Well, Ruth, talk us to us a little bit about what was it like. What kind of protocols do we have in place as we welcomed our students back? And we got about one minute here. Okay. Yes. Um, we have, you know, masks on all of our students or face shields, and we've done. We anted up our cleaning. Um, we have sanitizer stations uh, outside every classroom. Um, so we have moved into the hybrid where we've split our classes in half, and they're meeting. One group in the morning and one group in the afternoon, and that has worked so well for the kids. Pretty amazing. Well, Daniel, you want to give a shout-out to any of your friends that you've missed in particular? Um, Jaden, Aldo, and Ilet. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's one of the best parts about school, isn't it? Yes. All right, buddy. Well, we're going to send you back to class. We love you, and have a great day, and enjoy math. Okay. Thanks for listening to The Beacon.
Phoenix Christian believes strongly in its rich history and bright future, now equipping students from pre-K through 12th grade. Learn how you can help continue its legacy of Christ-centered education at phoenixchristian.org forward slash support. You're listening to The Beacon, presented by Phoenix Christian. Welcome back. If you could see our faces now, if you just had that conversation with Daniel, we're so proud of him, and he brought us joy. And we hope that drew the listener back to some memories of learning multiplication and division um, back in their day. And Daniel has already made his way back up to his fifth grade class with Miss Savner, and um, a big shout out and prayers over them for this day. Let's just let's talk for a minute about what is we started back on August twenty as a, as a Christian school. We're honored. Uh, we want to honor the civil authority. And so actually, we're, we'd like to give a, um, a public expression of gratitude to Governor Ducey and Dr. Christ, who did find uh, time in their schedule to engage, engage with us as a Christian school and with a collection of other Christian schools. They were interested in who we are, what we're about, our decision-making processes, and they did listen to us. And so I'd like to publicly thank uh, the governor and Dr. Christ for that. In light of that, and their encouragement that we not go back uh, until August the 17th, we determined as a school to begin holding um, some virtual open houses, meet the teacher environments, environments for our new families, uh, beginning on August the 18th, and then we determined as a school to begin on August the 20th with um, a lot of COVID preparedness models in place. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can visit our website at phoenixchristian.org, and you can read about our COVID preparedness commitment Um, There is no greater treasure, no greater trust. Um, There's no greater treasure for a parent than their child. And there's no greater trust than when a parent entrusts their child to a school. And so we take that very serious at Phoenix Christian. And so what I want to share is is our unique response. There is is amazing Christian schools and public schools and charter schools in our community, each making their own decisions. But we wanted to share with you the decisions that we've made. And so let me begin with um, Principal Graydon and walk us through what does a school day look for the middle school and high school? Well, and I back up a little bit. All through that summer, we met very, almost <laughs> daily, um, just going through different plans. And I think we rehashed and recreated multiple different patterns. And one of the things that we ended up landing on um, was a hybrid session where we have kids try to do 50% of our kids in the morning, 50% in the afternoon. And one of the benefits that we found with that beyond social distancing and limiting class sizes, which are only 10 to 12 on average, uh, was that we got to see our kids every day. Uh, that was one of the the aspects um, that weighed heavy on us from last spring. Um, we we saw um, in, a, in a very real way how much that social emotional aspect of our kids uh, being at home, even in good Christian homes that it was a strain on them and strain on um, and just their emotional health and so and their spiritual health. And so one of the things that we wanted to be able to do and one of the reasons why I've, I'm so glad as a team that we came up with, let's meet every day. Let's see our kids, that there's that consistency. Um, and it's not that any other model is, is better or worse than ours, but for our kids, our families, um, having that everyday contact with our kids um, is powerful. Yeah, you can't you can't emphasize enough. Obviously, we're we're highly concerned about the physical health, mm-hmm. um, but there's the emotional health, and yeah. um, we did experience a loss through yeah. that, um, and it was heavy for us, and it weighs into our decisions. Um, and so, 
we can't emphasize, and that's that's part of the role too of a school is the kids being with each other every day, and learning to live together, love together, respect each other. There enough can't be said about that hidden curriculum of what goes on in a school day every day. Yeah, and then we've also added in the health the health protocol. So I don't know, Ruth, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, uh, we um, actually decided that we would do temperature checks every day before the students got out of their vehicles. And that has given uh, real comfort, I believe, to our families as well as to our staff. And we also uh, are strongly encouraging um, washing their hands. And like I said, they have sanitizers right outside their classrooms. We also have staff. We've added staff that helps with cleaning um, the playground equipment. Every time students have been out there, there's someone spraying down that playground equipment as well. And all of those measures are, are something that we just, again, we care about our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about our families. We are a family. And so we uh, look at every child in that way. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, if you were to go by our school, what you would see is about 7.30 to 7.45, parents begin lining up. Um, before a student can exit their vehicle, we take a shot of their temperature. We keep those, that data review and internal. As Janine mentioned, we do meet daily. Uh, to review protocol, where we're at, what's working, what's not working, and we make adjustments. Uh, The kids get out. We purchase masks, shields, actually, for all the kids. So families have the option to either be in a mask or a shield. And then, obviously, when they're at play and we've got protocol, obviously, too, we're a high school and junior high. We have varsity-level sports. There is protocol for the athletics. I think, Janine, when the kids are actually competing, we're not requiring them to wear masks. No, just the initial part of warm-ups, they have to have a mask. But then after that, uh, when they're running and being able to do all that aspect, they are un- unmasked. And our, our prayers are with uh, AIA, the Arizona Inter- Interscholastic Association, as they're faced, too, with, with the impossible. There's no, there's no manual for them. We're, we're eager to get our kids back at play. We think that that's going to begin as early as, when is that? Gosh, volleyball starts first and then football after that. So I think the first games won't be until mid to late September. Yeah, and again, that we want to, you know, that's that's also part of um, the blessing and the encouragement and the growth. You can't emphasize enough the the significance of athletics. And again, we're wanting to uh, to do all that in a manner too that honors health protocol. And so uh, we're here to respect the direction of the Arizona Interscholastic Association, the AIA, and 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 move through that. So again, I, we can't emphasize enough. This has been a partnership with our parents, with our teachers with the entire community to, to make this happen. And so even just this week, I think we put up about 40 hand sanitizers all through our campus. Um, that was through a federal grant that we were able to go out and purchase those kind of products. Well, if you've tuned in, you're listening to a, to a really incredible episode. We're wanting to draw the listener into what's going on at Phoenix Christian, how we've responded to, to COVID-19 and how we're taking prudent and cautious next steps toward that. I'd like to, uh, to, Ask the listener to lean in a little closer because we're going to invite a couple more of our students that had a pretty incredible week. Um, do we have Dean or Aiden on the line? Dean. Hey, Dean. Aiden. You have Dean. We have Dean and Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is going to be amazing. So let's start. Let's start with Dean. Dean, tell us a little bit about yourself. What grade you're in? Who your teacher is? That kind of thing. Okay. I'm in fourth grade. I'm nine years old, and my teacher is Miss Schlack. Oh my goodness, Miss Schlack! And you're nine years old. So, talk to me. What's your favorite class? What are you enjoying to study? Um, math. 
Wow, another math student. And we're going to put you on the spot here. What are you studying in math? Um, so we're taking it baby steps, so we're going to be doing um, division soon. That's really cool. But so right now we're just doing math. And so right now I'm looking across the table and I see Mrs. Zapp and she has a gigantic smile on her face. You're making her proud. Yes. Way to go, Dean. <laughs> Aiden, you there too, buddy? Yeah. Okay, Aiden, you tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, what grade you're in. I am I am 11 years old, and I'm in um, Ms. Fritch's fifth grade class. Incredible. And Aiden, what do you, what's your favorite thing to study right now? Mm, I like history. Oh, my goodness. My heart just warmed. I'm a history major. What are you guys studying in history? Um, mostly early America right now. That's pretty amazing. I wish I was in there with you. I, so I want the two of you, I, and we're going to kind of go back and forth here between the two of you guys. Last Thursday, all of a sudden, school had been at home on computer screens. Here you are back in school. What was it like being back on school for that first day? Um, it was fun. I was a little bit nervous when I first got there, but yeah, talk to I me. got used to it. Talk to me about it. What were you a little nervous about? I don't know. I just haven't been in school for a while, so That's it was kind of nerve-wracking. Well, here, I got a secret. You know what? Principal Zapp, Principal Graydon, and Mr. Blake, we were all very nervous, too. <laughs> we were all a little out of practice, but there was no greater joy than seeing you guys come back on campus and... <clears throat> like we kept saying, all of a sudden, life was back on our campus with, with you all. So, Aiden, talk to me about that first day. What was it like being back? Well, it was great to see other students and um, see my teachers and be back in class. That was just great. Uh, it just feels like it's been a long summer, so it's been a long time since having that experience. And it was great to have it again on the first day. Now, Aiden, you're you're a new student to Phoenix Christian, right? Yes. Talk to me about talk to me about what's been one of your favorite things about being at a new school. Um, well, I really like just meeting new friends and getting new teachers and things like that. Well, I want you to know that on behalf of all the principals here sitting with me and the entire school, we're blessed and we want to welcome you to Phoenix Christian and um, one of the God's greatest gifts is when he gives us new kids. And so welcome. Well, Thank and you. something special, too, Mr. Blake, is that Aiden's dad graduated from PC. Wait a minute. Aiden, who's your dad? Andrew Pinch. I think I might have been Andrew's teacher. <laughs> Did he tell you that? Yeah. He <laughs> I think he told me that you were his history teacher. Oh, it's all coming back. So I'm I'm wondering now if there's any love of history that's that's flowed through your dad, that's flowing into you, and that's why you like history so much. Uh, no, nah, I just heard a lot. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're that. probably right. So, so did did Dad know you were going to be on the radio today? Yes, he did. Okay, yes. so I want you to tell you our show airs every Sunday morning, nine a.m. on the Patriot. You, I want your family gathering on the radio, and they're going to be super proud of you because you've got a really great radio voice. Thank you. You bet. So for Dean and Aiden, do you guys want to give a shout out to your friends that you haven't seen in a while? Dean, we'll start with you. Um, Declan Williams. You, you, <laughs> okay. 
Aiden, any friends you're making so far you want to give a shout out to? Um, uh, not really, I guess. But <laughs> you're still getting acquainted and getting on-ramped. Well, we're going to give a shout out to your teachers. We love you both. Yes, and I have to tell you, Aiden, I met with a home-based learner yesterday, and he knew there was a new student by the name of Aiden. So even though he's not there, he knows you already. Cool. Well, we're going to have you guys head on back up to class, enjoy history, enjoy math, tell your teachers we love them, and we'll be back to campus soon, and and you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. Nice job. Good job. Well, Ruth, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What is home-based learning? Yes. Uh, again, PC, we were anxious to really meet every parent uh, and family. And so some are in a position where they cannot come to school right now for various reasons. And so we have provided a vehicle called home-based learning. And we're using Microsoft Teams. And for the kindergarten through fifth grade, we handed out packets as well. So they have all the materials at home that they need. Janine, anything you want to add what home-based learning looks like in middle school and high school? Well, what we're trying to do is engage the student through live streaming. Um, And so we have our home-based students come in in the mornings. um, And so the teachers are trying. It's a challenge at times, uh, but trying to engage the students um, both with um, the students that are live in class, but also the ones that are live online, Uh, but trying to learn and navigate as we go along. That's great. I want to just encourage the listeners, we've entered this new school year. Uh, our verse this year is, comes from Psalm 118. Our, our theme for the year for the elementary, Ruth, is what? It's faith over fear. And Janine, the theme in the middle school and high school is? Fight my battles. And that's, that's drawn from Psalm 118, uh, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Listen, if, if this has been an encouragement this morning, I would love to give you a tour of Phoenix Christian Preparatory School We are COVID prepared. We are open and ready for business. We're taking care of the treasure and the heroes, our students. We love them dearly. And we have life back on our campus. Be encouraged. Lives are being changed. If you'd like to learn more about Phoenix Christian, please visit phoenixchristian.org. Thank you for listening to The Beacon. Have a blessed day.